What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. You got your two favorite fat dudes here. We're going on a little road trip home after a long, hard day of playing cards. <laughs> Coming to you from the literal middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, where the fuck were we? Like Deer, deer Trail or some shit? Yeah. Went to go hang out with our old friend Chance, a returning guest on the podcast. The old I-70 corridor. Yes, so that is why you'll hear the engine in the background. We're taking a little road trip home, and it looks creepy as shit at night. Something I've learned is, yeah, driving at night, it's like fucking, it's terrifying. But let's get down to brass tacks here. We gotta talk about, uh, well, we talked about it a little bit, but let's touch base on the whole electric vehicle thing. So did you look into that at all about how Colorado is trying to do the something similar as like California? I know we talked about this a few episodes I mean, ago, but they want to, but it's not going to happen. The state legislature uh, reviewed a bunch of Democrats in the state legislature who don't want to do that because it makes them look really bad. Right, that's what I figured. And it looks like Republicans are going to actually take the state senate this cycle, so uh, probably won't happen. The real question is, do you think that EV is the future? Oh, yeah. Really? Electric vehicles are the future. It, the, the, the technology just needs more time to... The technology needs more time to catch up. Or the technology needs more time to develop, get better. But also, the United States needs to put in a, like a hard-fought effort to upgrade the United States power grid. Right. Because right now the, the, the power grid just can't can't um, support it right now. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, what about the power grid? Like, because California is having that issue, but I imagine that's because well, the issue is electric will be the future if idiots stop running this running government and start actually doing what they're supposed to and developing new nuclear power options. Yeah, exactly. The future of electric electricity in this on this planet is nuclear power. I guess I could kind of see that. I mean, it's extremely good for the environment. It's extremely clean. It's low maintenance. And it's ex- it exorbitantly efficient. Right. Because gas, there's no, uh, it's no like, it's no secret gas. It is really, it's fucking us up. Especially the air and stuff like that. It's just there's too many issues. Uh, you could definitely see polluted air and shit like that. We gotta start working towards making the world cleaner. It's just, I don't know, like the whole global warming thing. I do believe in it. I just don't know if it's as, uh, it's as present as they say. Like the data is so. No, it's it. Global warming is bad and it's happening. But just because I don't think people think that I'm. A, People called me a uh, global warming denier. No. Climate change denier. No. I admit climate change exists. I just don't believe that it's government's role or that government is the best app to fix the problem. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's... Well, that's I don't, honestly, I think it's too late to stop it. Yeah. So what we need to be doing is people is preparing for the realities of what's going to come. Prolong it. And yeah. stop it from getting worse. A lot of these idiot liberals are like, oh, we need to do this, 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 and it'll stop climate change. No, climate change is going to happen. It's too late now. you got to just put it the work to get it done. Right, because it's going to happen. We're just trying to find ways to prolong it. I mean, the idea is the world will eventually end. Yeah, and you, and you as a, and us as a government cannot... And also, cannot and should not um, sacrifice our own economic power on the planet in order to stop this. Because, honestly, the United States could drop to zero total emissions tomorrow, and it wouldn't do the the planet any good because places like India and Russia and China and African nations are all increasing their their, um, carbon footprint faster than we can reduce ours. Right. It's a thing that's going to take everybody, not just us. Yeah, exactly. 
And that's not going to happen because China is China's economy is so fragile as it is. They aren't going to do anything to um, harm their economy. Oh yeah. Here's the real question: Is how soon do you think that? Because global warming and all that, they preach that the world will end in like 10, 20 years. What do you think about all that? In terms of climate change, I mean. No, they're they're over dramatizing. I mean, Al Gore told us 50 years ago that the, that all the ice caps would be melted and um, Miami would be underwater. It's been those 40 years or whatever he said. And right. guess what? The ice caps aren't all melted. Yeah. Miami's not underwater. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think... I honestly don't think that any of it will really affect us, like, now. Like, I think that... I firmly believe a lot of us will be dead before it even happens. Because we, we are blowing through our resources. Especially when it comes to terms like water and shit like that. I don't think we'll be here for it, but, I mean, I could be wrong. Well, I mean, water's the one resource we don't have to worry about on a global scale. Why? Why? Um, because... There, it will always be the same amount of water. There's the same, the amount of water there was seven thousand years ago. Right. We still have the same amount of water. The issue with water nowadays is where is it at? Right. Right. And desalinity, desalinizing water technology has come so far ahead. It's expensive yeah. to start. And it's a little inefficient right now, but it's gone so far that Saudi Arabia's water supply is something like 70% salt water. And oh. they desalinize and plump throughout the whole country. So, that's something else the United States really needs to get to work on. There should yeah. be a desalinized water pipeline from California to Nevada. Right. But also the thing is, stop living in the desert! Yeah, dude, for real. There are people in Las Vegas, and they're like, oh, I'm so sad. There's not enough water for me to water my lawn. You live in the desert. You don't need a lawn in the desert. (laughs) You freaking idiot. Um, People talk about the Colorado River is drying up. Like, yeah, they're like, Colorado's using too much Colorado River. Hey, it's our fucking river. It's called Colorado River. Suck my balls. Yeah, dude. What do you need it for? Oh, well... I'm angry because I'm in Moab, and I'm angry because the city has to put a water ordinance that says I can't water my lawn. You're in the desert. It's like that comedian said. He was like, "I am." He said, "I'm sick and tired of sending money to help poor people in Africa that don't have any food." He said, "I'm sick and tired of it." What we need to do is this: is how we're really going to help. We're going to go down to Africa. We're going to bring a bunch of U-Haul trucks. I were to say, hey, we're here to help you, not give you food. We're here to help you move because you're in the desert. <laughs> he said, you see this? He says, this is called sand, and nothing grows in it. Oh, dude, seriously. You wouldn't be hungry if you moved to where the food is. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true, and it's, uh, and it, it's a pet peeve of mine. People complain, oh, I need more water in the desert. The literal, why did you move to the desert then? Right, why the fuck would you move to the, like... You need more water, move to the river valleys or something. Right, move where there's a water resource Yeah, nearby. don't be an idiot. See, I like lawns and swimming pools. Let me move to Moab, Utah. Right, exactly. Like, why would you... See, and that's the thing, too, is I think places like Las Vegas and shit is eventually just going to get flooded over by all the sand. Like, it's a lost cause. I know people live there that love it. I know people who live there, like, personally, I know them, and I'm like, yeah, you should probably get out at some point. It's going to fucking fail. There's a movie, uh, Blade Runner, I think it's, like, 2049, or it's called. Like, towards the very end, there's a scene where they're, the dude's going through Vegas, and it's, like, fucking, it's all apocalyptic, but it's, like, under sand. I was like, yeah, that's where we're headed with Vegas. It's one of the first places to go. Now, here's another good topic. Uh... You know the whole San Andreas fault line thing? Yeah. Where supposedly it's going to crack and then, like, California will be underwater? Do you think that shit's ever going to happen? They've been saying that I for, like... I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, Los Angeles Bay. <laughs> I mean, it needs that to happen. That giant hunk of California's now just an island? 
It's got to happen at some so point. So they can't come and Californicate the other places? Dude, seriously. I have a feeling they would, though, after it happens. Like, oh, let's go elsewhere and do it. Since that's what they're doing, like, fucking everywhere. Like, Colorado is basically becoming California. It's a hard thing to fight. I don't I don't know, though. I mean, like, they, they've been saying forever it's going to happen, but here we are. It still hasn't happened. But, yeah, there are signs that, like, shit is changing. Well, it's like that uh, Yellowstone. Yeah. When Yellowstone explodes, oh, my God. Fuck. You folks aren't ready for Yellowstone to explode. Right. We're going to have a goddamn snowstorm here of, of uh, <laughs> ash. But if you live in Moab, Utah, or Wyoming, good fucking luck. Oh, yeah, dude, seriously. I mean, I guess I'd live in Wyoming. I don't know, though. Wyoming's not too bad. I, if, I, if, I could li- if I can't live in Colorado anymore, I had to move somewhere in the contiguous United States, I'd probably move to Montana. Why Montana? Big, open... It's cool. It doesn't get drilled too hot. They got a couple real. They got a couple good sized cities, but they're not like giant, like Denver. They're like like as big as Colorado Springs. Yeah, they're like that's the true. biggest cities. So it's metropolis enough where you like you don't have to drive an hour and a half to get to a Walmart. Yeah, but also your car's not going to get broken into. And you're going to get back and be six hoes and a pimp in your car. <laughs> hey, Brody, you want some ass? I want you out of my car. What's it called when crops start shitting on us? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Interstellar? What time? What the fuck did you just say? Like crops. <laughs> so, like, when our plants, like, crops and shit start dying and, like, they're uh-huh. gone. What's that called? It's, uh... I heard cops start shitting. No, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what? No, there's a... Have you ever seen the movie Interstellar with, uh... Yeah. Remember that? Like, they go through what's called, a. Uh, it's not a drought. It's where their crops are just, like, fucking useless, basically. They can't get any new food in. And they have to go, like, basically on a mission to see if they can find a way to... I don't know how to explain it, but... I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's when the crops get affected. And we can't make any more food. I wonder if we could ever go through that. It's like, blight, or... fuck's that called? I don't know, but basically, like, yeah. Corn stock and all that shit. Fucking useless. In this movie, the idea is all that happens and it stops, like, it makes, like, food shortages. Right. Do you think that's even possible? I mean, it's possible, but I don't know how... It would be a problem, don't get me wrong, but... Man, it would be bad. Well, yeah, like, people forget, we don't... Yeah, what people forget also is that, like, sure, you could eat... People go, oh, we'll just eat meat. We won't need vegetables and anything. Your meat eats vet needs vegetables. So yeah, you like, you need that shit. But, I don't remember what it's called. It's, like, blight or something so like, like that. So, like, sure, now you can't eat soybeans. But the issue is, is now all that soylent that usually would go to feed cows is not existing. Once all the cows die, starvation. Yeah, and then there goes your fucking meat. Because they need that stuff to live. Food shortages, I mean... It's weird that we live in a time where we had one, or have had one. Like, what? like chicken. Remember when there was a shortage on chicken? Yeah. Why there the fuck? There's a turkey shortage right now. Why are there shortages? What happens to cause them? Uh, you know, so, that I read that chicken, remember, uh, the chi- reason there's that big chicken shortage is bird flu. Oh, the yeah, The government yeah. made it so that you can't, they, all these places couldn't you sell chicken. You could buy more than a pack. And they could and these people said that you cannot sell chicken until you've been until um, your whole plant has been completely set up so that to shut all the processing facilities down. Right. It was like one pack per family or some shit. Yeah, and then we had a beef shortage during COVID. Yeah, that I remember. But that wasn't because there wasn't enough cows because you could call a rancher and a rancher and sell you a cow right away. Oh yeah, a whole ass. The cow. issue is a bunch of these food processing centers had to shut got down. Got shut down by yeah. the government and so they couldn't process any meat. So cap, so farmers and ranchers had the product. It just wasn't getting processed and sent to grocery stores. That's right. what happened with bird flu. All these facilities that had, they had chickens, but they ought to be tested. They had to shut down a bunch of processing plants. They had to go through and shut down the processing plants, completely sanitize, and get t- all these things tested. Then they open back up, and then 
when you're that far behind, you can't immediately just pick back up right where you left off. You have to slowly ramp back up. And so the shortage lasts longer than the shutdown time is because they're trying to not catch up to where they were before the shortage. Right. Okay, that makes sense. I was just curious. I was like, how does that even work? See, people love to talk shit about farming and all that and, like, the basically the middle of the country, but they forget that's where all our food comes from. Well, we have a horrible, the hor- most horrible problem we have in America, I think, like, one of the top problems is we're running out of farmers. Yes, we are. It's expensive. That's why, though. Um, I think I read somewhere it said, like, 36% of farmers are over the age of 50. Jesus Christ. And, like, another 30% of farmers are older than 40. Oh, damn. Yeah, we don't have any new kids doing it. Yeah, and so in 30 years, when these guys are 70 and 80 years old and can't farm anymore... Then we're fucked. Then we're in trouble. Yeah, we need more people to do it, but the problem is, is I really think that there's a stigma, like a negative image of farming. Like, if you come from the middle of the country, you're redneck or whatever, you're not progressive. Also, a big problem is our culture. Um, giant, um, giant corporate farms. So what happens is really rich people, like Bill Gates does this. Yeah. Bill Gates takes money and he buys up giant hunks of farmland. And so instead of a farmer owning the land, planting on his land, harvesting his crop on his land, and then selling, and then he gets 100% of the profit, instead, farmer, uh, farm, some guy rents, buys the, some super rich company or a super rich person, buys that farm land and pays the other person who lives on or a farmer that lives near it to come in and farm the land but instead of getting that whole harvest he only gets a tiny portion of it oh yeah yeah so some farmers are getting out because it's just not worth it anymore because they can't own their own land because these mega corporations these corporate farms and corporate ranches are buying up um are buying up these giant hunks of land and then underpaying farmers to work the land. Right, and they charge them for all that equipment and shit. They need updated equipment. I remember seeing yeah. a documentary on it. And it's the worst place it is is in chicken. And there's about four companies in the whole United States that own all the chicken farms, yeah. chicken ranches in the entire country. And they treat, them, treat chicken farmers like crap because the chicken farmers have no other option. Right. Because the farmers don't own the chickens. The farmer doesn't own the, um, the farmer owns, oftentimes owns the equipment. He doesn't own the land. He doesn't own the, um, I gotta roll the window down, guys. I just launched one. <laughs> you're good. Maybe that should air it out a little bit. Oh, you're fine. Um, but, they own the equipment. They are responsible for the upkeep. So they don't own the chickens. They don't own... They don't own anything. No, yeah. Except for the equipment. And then they have to buy the feed. So what happens is... These farmers bring in... Um, they... Rent... They're pretty much renting chickens. Yeah. From... So for instance, Tyson, Pilgrim... Right, all the big names. All yeah. those other... Do they do the same thing? So a farmer will will go and they'll buy these chickens from from uh, Tyson. So Tyson sells these chicks to them. Yeah. They go to their farm and the, and the farmer is in charge of feed. The farmer is in charge of water, shelter, following regulations, and licensing. They're in charge of all that stuff. Then when the chicken is all grown up, they then sell those chickens back to Tyson. What the fuck? They can only sell the chickens to Tyson. That's stupid. And Tyson is in control of how much they pay for those chickens. Right. So they are indebted to Tyson because Tyson says, okay, I'll pay you 15 cents a pound for the chickens. Right. If you don't like that, what are you going to do? Those are Tyson's chickens still. 
You yeah. can't sell them to Purdue. Yeah, it's like under a contract. Yeah, you have to sell them to Tyson. That's so Tyson is incentivized to sell the chicks as expensive as possible and buy them back as cheaply as possible. That's fucking messed up. I mean, that's a smart and, business model. And leave all of the um, all of the costs associated with raising the chickens with independent farmers. Right, yeah. And it's killing farmers. I mean, I, I think Kansas is the um, state with the largest um, chicken farm population. Jesus Christ. I read somewhere, too, that Tyson's like the most evil fucking... Oh, Tyson and Purdue are some of the most evil corporations on the planet. Yeah, like the way they treat their fucking customers, their farmers. And the thing is, is there's no regulations to regulate this chicken farming stuff. No. And I'm not saying the federal government should regulate these oh, yeah, fuck farms. No. But state governments need to step in and be like, hey, this is not how we're going to play this game. Yeah, exactly. And if it leads to the chicken industry leaving that state, you're better off. Do soybeans or corn, the federal government give you a couple billion dollars every year to... That sucks, though, too, especially because if you're a farmer, you have to sell that product in order to make a living. Yeah, and these chicken farmers don't have the money to buy new. And the thing is, is Tyson, if you're selling for... If you're raising chickens for Tyson, Tyson can come to your farm and say, hey, this building is not up to our standards. Yeah, they make you You need to replace it. Oh, yeah. Tyson doesn't help you buy that new building. So what Tyson can do is hold your chicks and not give you your chicks that year because they don't like your buildings. Or worse, refuse to buy your chickens. That's so fucked But you're under contract that says that the only person you can sell these chickens to is Tyson. So if Tyson says, no, I don't like the way your building is set up, Right, they could fuck you on that basis. We're not buying your chickens to replace that thing. You are now stuck with milk with tens of thousands of chickens that you cannot sell to anybody. Right, which is really shitty. That's so fucked up. That's like it's basically like Walmart. No wonder they have such a great relationship. Not to mention, like I know that um, as a farmer too. Yeah, you don't own the land. And when a company wants to come in and buy that shit, they put you in a position where if you don't sell, they could just take it from you. That's another thing I think is so shitty. That's see that makes sense though, because why would you farm if it's not even a if you can't make any money? Yeah, like if you can't even make it, why do it? I mean, these chicken farmers are breaking even most years. Yeah, they make just it. enough money to pay all their bills, and nothing afterward. Right, no money. And they're all them. on food stamps. They're all on supplemental. Uh, Stuff. Oh, yeah, some sort of government help. Yeah, because they're not making any money. Well, I heard a rumor, too. Well, I mean, I've, I've read about it. Like, supposedly, if you actually do good in farming, like, you are able to make produce more, they end up charging you more for shit. They find ways around it. They buy your shit for less. Like, they're, it's not a... Um, it's not feasible. That's the problem. But, yeah, no, we don't have enough people doing it. Because I always wanted to when I was a kid. I was like, that'd be cool. As I got older, though, I became, like, anti-farm. Until recently, I'm like, it'd be kind of cool because you'd be able to live off of it. But, I mean, not really if you're fucking selling to companies and shit. And they're just raping you for it. Yeah, and the issue is, is, say you wanted to get into chicken ranching. Yeah. You can't buy chicks at a level to do it independently. Because no. the only places... That the only hatcheries that will sell at that wide big of numbers are owned by these chicken companies. And they won't sell to you unless you're in a contract with them. Right, which is really fucked up. No, that makes sense because you need to have, like... What would you say the average farmer has in terms of chickens? Like... Oh, tens. Uh, at least... Tens and tens of thousands. Yeah, because my father, who's into doing it for himself, it's not for to sell yeah. to anybody... He only has like 30 or 40 of them. And I thought that was a lot. And he's like, no, not even close. Uh, I mean, most of these farmers have tens of thousands of chickens. And I bet you each one costs In pretty each many. barn. Yeah, because they, they, they all have like nine or ten barns. They got a hundred thousand chickens. Oh, dude, that's a fucking daily job. Up in the morning to do it. Yeah. Not. Wake it up at three or four in the morning to go start feeding water. Yeah. And, and then all day you're cleaning up chicken poop, you're 
worried about licensing and, and, and inspections and you're working 12, 14, 15 hours a day. Yeah, there's no time off. But, oh yeah, you don't get vacation days. You don't get to take time off. You take off, your chicken's done. Yeah, you have to hire people to work for you. Now you got to pay for them. And then on top of all of it, you need to buy feed for the chickens. You have to pay for the water. To, um, yeah, it's kind of a bitch. The chickens water. Unless you're in it for yourself, which is also impossible. There's just, whoa, that is a creepy fucking building. Sorry, I got just <laughs> like a fucking... That's some Salem's Lost shit right there. There's a random church on the side of the interstate. Well, you know what's funny is like the sidetrack. My uh, mom and my stepdad got married in a random church on the side of the road. So like, you know where that Domino's is? But we went to off of a hundred yeah. and there's a church right across from there. Before any of that was there, it was just that church for like miles. That's fucking creepy. But anyway, um, I don't think you could even make it independently farming just for yourself. You have to find a way to make money. Well, there's some- you can still independent farm. You just can't do chicken. You've got to do... There's independent ranchers still. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, most of, We're driving on I-70 right now. Most of these farms... Most of these fields you see left to right are all corporate farms. Right, but of course. But past them are all small family farms. Yeah, and they have, like, farmer's markets they run and shit. That's also something that's expensive if you try to run a farmer's market. Uh, in Brighton, the... There's, a, there's two family farms in Brighton. What is it? Uh, what is it? There's Palumbo. Pella Farms. Yeah. Or Palumbo, yeah. Palumbo, Palumbo Farms. Farms is a um, family farm right there. Oh, yeah, dude. I used to go there all the time with my they, brother when I was a kid. They grow everything there. Oh, yeah, dude. We stole some of their pumpkins one year. I don't know if I ever told you that fucking story, but, like, it was me and Chance, actually, and my brother, Alec. We were, like, walking home from school Halloween. And we were like, we don't have any jack-o'-lanterns, and it's like a tradition to fucking carve a pumpkin. Well, that highway right there, that's all their shit, that those fields. We didn't know at the time, we didn't put the fucking dots together, but we found a field full of pumpkins, and we jacked a few of them. They probably went out there like, fuck, our inventory's fucked. But no, that farmer's market is awesome, I love it. But to run something like that, I'm sure is a backbreaker. Not to mention on your wallet. Oh, yeah. Because I would love to do it, but, like, I don't know. Would you think it would be better to do it as a family or just... Cause well, here's... you're empowered as a family, as a family farm. The, well, yeah. the issue is, is... Labor. The constant worry that a corporate farm is going to come and buy every piece of farmland around you. Oh, yeah. And now you're the only family farm that they squeeze you out of what you got. Oh, yeah. That is kind of scary. Oh, look at that trailer park. <laughs> Sorry. I got, like, distracted. Driving on this road at night, it's a little different. But, uh, I just think, like, it probably would work best if you're in a family. But, I mean, even then, you probably still have to pay people. And I'm sure that some of the people you pay probably live within the area or on the farm. There's food and lodging for them. Right. It just seems almost impossible to do. At the same time, though, I mean... But here's the problem. All these people who are in state legislatures or in Congress, they don't talk about these issues. We don't talk about these issues. Yeah, they don't see it Because they're all from the city, and they don't see it's a problem. So these people don't understand how deeply in trouble this country is because of that. Oh, yeah. And we're not too far away from it being a problem either. It's pretty much already started. Yeah, no, they think about the city and shit, but that's it goes back to what we were saying, how most people don't know where they're fucking food comes from they think oh you just go to the store and get it like yeah how to get there like what the fuck oh shit hold on a sec ow some like lady just trying to murder us was that that fucking crazy person that just drove past us yeah oh dude I didn't even so because of my dad with like bees and shit I didn't even know how expensive that is to do oh yeah it's super expensive and it's not a guarantee that you're gonna get a lot of honey I think it was, like, his first or second time doing it. The oh, whole. Yeah, and, and they don't really make a bunch of honey until, like, four years after you start a hive, either. Oh, yeah. Like, he got a pretty decent amount, but it's not nearly what it's supposed to be if you were going to sell it as a product. Right. And even then, that's expensive, too. Like, real honey from a farm, it's so good, but that's expensive. It's, like, $10, 15 a fucking bottle. 
That's why I always say, like, yeah, the ones at the store are bullshit. Like, they're from a farm, obviously, but they got all that extra shit added to it. I don't know. Everybody driving so slow. These people are morons. This is Colorado. Speed <laughs> limit's 55 here, dude. Would you farm if you could, though? Do you have, do you have dude, if I, had, if I had the time, the ability, and the money to start, like, one of the little homesteads where there's... You grow most of your stuff there. Yeah. And you're almost self-sufficient. You have a cow for milk. You have chickens for eggs and meat. You have cows for milk and butter and meat. You have uh, all that shit. Yeah. Pigs for meat. You grow your own vegetables and stuff. Yeah, I would love to do that. The only problem is the amount of money you need to be able to do that because... You're, you're kidding yourself. You think you're going to do a 9 to 5 to come home to take care of cows, chickens, sheep, uh, goats, pigs. And then, yeah. Till your farm. Till, till your plots of land. and Water. Take care of all those. Yeah, being on a farm is your job. Basically. You gotta, you gotta do one or the other. You can't do, really do both. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I think I would do it now that I'm older. I mean, Knowing how much it costs and shit and how it's really kind of stressful, I don't know. It's just part of me getting older, though, because I want to be away from the fucking cities and I want to live out in the country. But the contradictory to that is uh, I don't like getting dirty. (laughs) So it's definitely not for me. I'd get my ass handed to me my fucking pigs. Imagine having to farm pigs. I've heard so many horror stories about that shit. Those are hard to handle. And you gotta take good care of these animals too. It's been proven you can't just fucking fatten them up for no good reason and feed them shit. Cause then your product comes out bad too. Yeah. Especially because of like documentaries. Like, did you ever see the One Food Incorporated where they were showing how the how the pigs are treated and shit? Yeah. Like, the cattle prods and all that stuff. Well, that's ever... a that's a really good thing to watch. Um, I think it is. Yeah. Um, you know the Super Size Me guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. He has a second documentary on it. It's about chickens and chicken farming. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And he opens his own chicken restaurant. Dude, I gotta check that out. I did not know that. I knew he had, like, uh, Super Size Me 2 or whatever, but I didn't know that he did another one. That's fucking crazy. To think that that guy was like, I'm gonna go show everyone how bad this food is. It made a documentary that was so fucking shocking. McDonald's got rid of their fucking king size fries. You remember those? They were big yeah. as fuck, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, this guy really fucked us." Super size. Yeah, the super size. They were huge. Actually, now that I think about it, though, when I was a kid, at least in the '90s, McDonald's only had one size fries. It was the small, the small ones. I don't ever remember any mediums or larges till like later in the '90s. But I could be wrong. That's just from what I remember. Well, so, um, Sonic still does that, dude. <coughs> Yeah, this the one size all. The um, they, have, they have that root 44, and it's a 44 ounce drink. I love it. Oh yeah, dude, it's a hell of a deal. That's what we need to do for another episode. Is like the different fast food joints, <laughs> like a burger from each one or something. We do need to do burgers. Like I don't know. I mean, I I refuse to do Burger King at McDonald's. No, we'll we'll do we'll ah. we'll, we'll get them. Just to rip on how horrible the Whopper actually is. The Impossible Whopper. Oh my <laughs> god, that's so bad. Oh yeah, I looked it up, dude. It's really, really bad for you in comparison to regular meat. It's gross. In fact, it's you and a bunch of other people that convinced me that diet soda is so bad for you. I looked it up, and it's something that me and Chanel argue about constantly every time I bring it up. But like, Splenda and diet and all that stuff is like ten times worse for you than regular sugar. Well, it puts lesions on your brain. Right, and well, here's the thing though, you have to drink it all your life to get that, like, yeah. like consistently. Like, I, on the truck, sometimes I will see um, people, and they'll have kids like eight years old drinking a Diet Coke. Like I was just, like, your kid's gonna get brain cancer, like it's gonna just, be your fault. Just give them the regular Coke. <laughs> I did read a study too that said Diet Coke actually causes people to lose some of their memory too like they get confused and shit if they drink enough of it but we're talking like it's probably like within you're drinking a couple diet cokes a day every day for 20 years like yeah for years and years because 
the amount that they tested on animals was like a significant amount more than the human oh, yeah. take. That's where it's also like kind of weird when they say like, oh, if uh, weed's bad because we tested it on animals. Like, yeah, you put a gas mask to their face though and pumped them full of it. The average stoner doesn't smoke that much. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. What the fuck? What's everyone doing? I think 225 is See, this is the part of Colorado that's really weird. It wasn't like this 10, 15 years ago. I don't know if you remember it, but before they legalized marijuana, it wasn't as crowded. Now it's super crowded. It's like, all right, dude, you had your pot. Leave. Yeah, leave. I'll just fucking leave. Don't. don't come back. But people moved out. Like, I know people that actually moved out here because of that. And now they're, like, struggling to make it because they didn't think about how the fuck they're going to afford rent. Especially. Well, living here has just gotten so up so fast, so much so fast. Oh, it's insane, dude. You can, you literally need, like, two incomes, three incomes almost to make it. It's, yeah, it's insane. Pushing a bunch of natives out. <clears throat> it is, and that's that's another thing. It's like, don't California, my Colorado, and it fucking definitely happened. Because even when I was in high school, you could get an apartment for like twelve hundred for a two bedroom, which was still at the time very expensive. But dude, you can't even find an apartment for twelve hundred now. No, you got to be on like subsidized Unless housing. Unless you find some studio apartment in downtown Denver where it's more like oh. primary. Oh, even that is, like, almost impossible because I know a lot of people just working down there that they live in, like, studio lofts, is what they call them. It's usually couples, like, you know, just boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend. They're paying, like, almost 3000 for that fucking thing. And I'm like, dude, that's insane. You can go to, like, Thornton and pay 2000 for, like, a two-bedroom at the very least. But they're paying that because they want to live downtown, though. That's the thing, too. It costs more to live around the city and in it, too. Which I never understood why it costs so much to live. Like, what's the... Why do they do that? Is that just because of everything that's around it? It's like a well, benefit? Yeah, people want to move down there because, like, oh, I want to go to 16th Street. Well, I can walk there. The thing is, like, oh, I don't need a car. I can walk around. Everything's so close. Right. And the city of Denver does have cool events. They do. And all well, fun stuff, so... Well, it's mostly... It's ideal for a person to live close to where they work, which I actually read a study on that. It said that a good majority of Americans do not live at least within 20 minutes from their job. Right. And I'm like, oh yeah, dude, it's like a fucking travel for most people. I meet, Most people I meet are like an hour away from their job. And I was like, yeah, dude, anything over 30 is fucking ridiculous. I'm about half an hour away from where I work. <coughs> Sometimes 45 minutes with traffic. I'm about, yeah, like 25, 30 minutes depending on traffic. I make, so like, I make really solid money to do it. So I'm, well, yeah, you can. Yeah, as I say, it's not much of an issue. And for like you, a commute's probably not that bad. Especially, well, no, I drive a living room around. Right, basically. <laughs> like, if you're. Uh, I mean, tell me this wasn't the most comfortable hour drive you've ever driven. Oh, no, these seats are very comfortable, dude. My own car is super uncomfortable after like 10, 15 minutes. It's just because it's so tiny, though. Yeah. Like, this is comfortable. I can understand it. And for someone like you, that all you do is work 24-7, <laughs> it doesn't kill you as much as if you were someone that's like, oh, fuck, I got to be I gotta be here for a class or whatever. Like, you know, a lot of people nowadays, especially, like, where I work, a lot of these college kids try to handle work and school and, like, activities, aside from the fact that they live far away. I mean, some of them live downtown, but you can't, you can hardly afford that, even as a college student. Yes, you get all that funding and shit, but you can't afford to live downtown, not even in a dorm room. That's much all the debt you're putting on by doing that. God, dude, can you imagine, like, uh, I talked to one guy, and he said he's already, like, 80000 in debt for college, and that's, like, going to CSU or some shit like that. And I was like, bro, you're going to pay that off, not even that, but more, for the rest of your life. You can't pay that all off at once. Not unless right. you're the fucking jackpot. Or if you're rich. And oh my god, I used to work in this area. Actually, now that we're on the topic of working. I literally used to work over here. Um, but all that debt. That's why... I'm not saying that it's useless to go to college. If you go for the right reasons and the right profession, you can make it work. But if you're going to do something ridiculous, all that debt, and then you end up not using that fucking degree. That's the biggest problem. Right. My issue, I have no excuse. I was just lazy. I chose not to finish. 
But that's because I went to school for no reason. It was just kind of like a requirement in my household. So I went to school and I was like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Now, why did Austin not go to college? I couldn't afford it. Not even community? I had 180, I, I got accepted to University of Texas at Austin. Yeah. $180,000. Jesus, for my that. master's degree. And I decided I'd rather take on debt and open my own business. Yeah. Than to take on debt and get a degree. Um, and because uh, someone I really admire told me that the biggest mistake in his life is going to college. Well, yeah, and especially in this day and age, too. Because a poli sci degree costs $45,000. It's $45,000 a day. I started my own business with $26,000 in debt to open my business. And now, I'm, now I don't own any of that $26,000 anymore. It's completely See, paid off. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. Well, where's my um, where's my forgiveness money from the government because I made the right decision? I'm being that's why this whole freaking student loan forgiveness thing pisses me off. Oh yeah, no, it's it's stupid, dude. It pisses me off too. I'm like, no, you so went you there, you the, could pay it. Yeah. While people I knew who went to college bought boats and new ca- fancy new cars and went on vacations and stuff. I stayed home and scrimped and saved and bought used and worked my butt off and didn't take vacations for three years oh, so yeah. I could pay that off. They got to have all that fun, and they're the ones that get uh, money taken off their debt, not the people who actually worked their butts off to actually pay it back like a responsible adult. Yeah, exactly. That's my issue with it, too. Like, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, in debt with college debt. They're like, yeah, but some of us can't pay it off. I'm like, well, then why did you do that in the first place? Why'd you take it out? Right. Why'd you do a loan like that if you knew you couldn't pay it back? And someone came to me and was like, well, it's not these kids, it's not these people's fault that these were predatory lenders that have screwed them. I said, they signed they the contract. They should have known better, yeah. They should have read the fucking well, we don't teach these. We don't teach these kids, um, we don't teach these kids, um, financial literacy. I said, well, school isn't the only way you should learn. I learned financial literacy by doing my own research and having my parents teach me things. Yeah. Or my grandparents teach me things. Why did yours not do that? Yeah, exactly. It's not my... I shouldn't have to pay for your loan out of the money that I had to work for because I took out a loan and paid it back. Exactly. Dude. Like, my parents didn't teach me a lot about loans and, like, finances and shit because they were stuck dealing with theirs. And I, and I have sympathy for these people who got taken advantage of. But they should have known better, though, too. But like, it's not the government's job to take money from other people to bail you out of your own problems. Right. Figure it out. This is where I get a lot of hate. I always say uh, the government's not responsible for us. They do not need to take care of us. I don't want them to take care of us. But there's so many people out there like, no, they should. We need better adoption agencies and all this stuff. I'm like, yes, I agree, but I don't think it's the government's job to take care of us. Right. They're supposed to provide us with better roads, all that shit, but not our personal responsibilities. But yeah, it's not a popular opinion because in this day and age we preach victimhood and that somebody is responsible for your shitty decision making. Yes, I understand people make decisions, especially like taking out loans, without realizing they're never going to pay it back. Just like back in 08 before the crash, people were buying houses that they couldn't afford. They couldn't afford. They should have known that though. Yeah, it's their fault. It is their It's 100% their fault. That's why, like, yes, I do feel bad for people that are in debt. It's a hard thing. I fucking went through it. And, you know, like, I'm doing better now, but I still go through just the littlest things with bills. And it's rough. But once you educate yourself, you know you won't make that mistake ever again. But nobody should ever be responsible for you. That's always been my thing. And that, yeah, that whole student loan thing pisses me off. What the biggest reason, too, is it's people like you and I that are going to have to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. And they don't understand, like, no, There's no. People who are responsible. <laughs> and you always hear the argument, well, no, because it's going to come from here and here. But, yeah, no, it comes from everybody that works. And the thing is, it's go, this is going to the most privileged people. Oh, yeah, dude. The people who get to go to college are... The, the Democrats scream about how people with privilege... They're going to things to help people with privilege. People who get to go to college are the privileged people. Oh, yeah. No, I think Democrats, especially supporters, are the most privileged people in the world. They want to say Republican, but I'm like, nah, dude, it's the fucking Democrats. Anyone that gets to go to college, that's a privilege. 
Like, it really is, even though you got to pay for it. But that's, again, it goes back to what we were saying, personal responsibility. It is on you to know that stuff. If you don't know what you're doing, you should not sign up for it. Yeah. That goes for college, a car, anything. And I, I've fucked up. I've made I've made mistakes like that. And now I've learned at my age, like, yeah, don't do that ever again. Not unless you read the fine print. Don't put yourself in a hole if you don't know. Exactly. If you're going to get, you know what I mean? Like, that's just. And I get it. Sometimes things happen. Oh yeah, I bought a tr- I bought a truck. I put I put it on credit. I got laid up from my job, but I scraped and I went. I took jobs I didn't like, jobs I didn't necessarily want. And you made it work. Yeah, you have. I got to fig- figured it out. Oh yeah, anybody can do it. It just takes doing it, including whatever you can, whether it's working a job you don't want yeah, or saving money. Sometimes it requires self-sacrifice. That's what this freaking country and. Um, people nowadays are forgetting. Yeah, like, sometimes to get, get places in life requires self-sacrifice. Right, like if you're in a bind and you got you lost your job and you got to figure out how to pay all these bills, maybe it's time to cancel Netflix and shit like that. Yeah, or maybe oh, I don't want to work at McDonald's. Well, well, maybe you have to work at McDonald's for three months until you find something better. Right, you're not better than oh, I'm too good to um, flip hamburgers. No, fuck you. Yeah, you got to do it. You're not better than anybody else. You got to do it. Yeah. You're not too good for any job. Right. I'm too good to dig ditches. Fuck you. Your grandpa probably dug ditches. Oh yeah, most um, likely. Until he started making money somewhere else. Well, yeah, not to mention like you don't need a lot of these people to bitch about this stuff. Though, are the same people that go to Starbucks every day, have that new iPhone every six months, you know, shit like that. I'm like, yeah, if you don't do that, you can definitely save. That's why I have a hard time dealing with people that are like, oh, it's so hard to make it when they actually have a good job and, you and know, I, going to school. And I have I have times where I think, like, man, I'm broke. But then I remember, I have two. I have three. I have three vehicles. I have I have a nice cell phone. I have a big, I have a nice, si- good-sized TV. Oh, yeah. I have an Xbox. I have a place to sleep at night. My life's not that bad. No, it's not. But the issue is, is people who don't think like that, who look out and they see, oh, look how much money Mark Cuban has. I wish I had that much money. I'm so oppressed in such a bad situation. Uh Uh-huh. They don't don't realize how good they actually have it. It's greed. It's all it is. Well, that and not to mention, and again, it goes back to the culture. Like, look at the movies we have on TV. Look at the message that Hollywood sends that this is how you're supposed to live. Like, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about a long time ago. You remember how we were having that discussion that when people watch shows, they forget that in the show, they don't go back to work. Right. In real life, you leave the coffee shop and you go to work. Like, shit like that, what they see is unrealistic, and that's what they want. And that's the problem. Like, they need to realize you need to just work hard for your shit. Especially, dude, there's nothing better than being broke and everything is taken care of than being broke and you have nothing taken care of. That shit sucks. When bills are paid and you're broke, it's much better. Feels better, yeah, it sucks, but, like, you'll make it. I mean, eating bologna sandwiches and ramen isn't going to kill you either. Responsibility is basically key. It can be done. But that aside, let's end this one with uh, talking about what we're listening to. You know, like, currently. Right. I'll let you go. Anything you're listening to that's new or shit you've been listening to. Yeah, so um, Charlie Crockett put out a new album. It's it's pretty solid. Um, it's in the song called "Just Like Honey." It's just about some chick lying to him. Oh Jesus! And every time he finds out that she like she's lying to him, he like gets angry and starts crying, oh, and he, he like forgives her. But like he's finally like, you know what? No, this time we're done. And he's like, we're breaking up. Yeah, like you lied to me. Now you're trying to cry. And he said, and I, he's got such a great line. And he's like, you know, it, the whole thing is like every time you cry, it's like it's just like honey when you cry because it like it's nice, it's good, it again brings me back. But he's got a line in there that says, just like honey, um, it tastes really good, but it's. Crying like that's not what gets relationships. He, oh yeah, no, that's yeah, not normal. He says uh, the exact line is, yeah, "Don't you know that honey tastes good?" But just like honey, that's not what gets you through the years. Yeah, which is like a 
Such a great line. Charlie Crockett is so good. He's probably a little, he's a little too country for you. He's like old. <laughs> old he's school. he's old fashioned country. Like I've learned that that's like the a lot better because I don't really like this new country shit. No, modern country sucks balls. Like uh, I always joke with you know, I call it anthem country. I guess because it kind yeah, of is. stadium country. Stadium country, yeah. Like I just don't. I don't care for it as much as, like, older country, I guess. I mean, I've never been a big country fan, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. And Charlie Crockett's, like, when I say old country, I mean, like, 50s, 60s, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, so I love Johnny Waylon Cash. Waylon Jennings kind of um, country music. I love fucking Johnny Cash, man, which is ironic being that I don't like country, but isn't he... Johnny Cash is more considered, like, country rock, right? Right. But, see, I love Johnny Cash, man. He's one of the greatest singers ever. I think my favorite fucking song of his, ironically, it's not his, it's a cover, it's her. He did the, the cover the for Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, and like, I love Nine Inch Nails, man. I grew up Nine Inch Nails all the way, but Johnny Cash's cover was so much better. It worked out for so many different movies that it's been in, because it's been in like a shit ton of movies. They even, it was in the trailer for Logan. And there's memes about it now, too, like the one where it was like, when you take a drink of unsweetened tea by accident, I hurt myself today. today. Yeah, they're like, but yeah, no, I, I can deal with old country. It takes me a while because I'm so like out of it. I don't know much about it that I have to learn. It's the new stuff I just can't get into though. Like, uh, God, what is name? Name off some new ones so I can get you. Bryant. Yeah, no, can't stand it. Um, Morgan Wallen is. Morgan Wallen's alright. I mean, I've, I've heard some of his stuff. Morgan Wallen has really, really good songs and abject garbage. Right, like his, his is weird. It's a little different. Chanel likes this guy, Chase Rice, or whatever. He's not. No, I don't like Chase Rice. Uh, it's not Chase, bad. He's alright. Chase Rice is like one or two good songs. Um, Your wife really likes. What's his name? <clears throat> uh, Kane Brown. Kane Brown. I don't like and him. Kane Brown pisses me off. Because Kane Brown has a song. Um, called Whiskey Sour and it's such a good song and he's got a song called My Pop's Last Name such an awesome song but literally he makes some of the worst music and, and it's oh. not country music it's it's pop music there's no steel guitar there's no right country in Madrid it's all it's just pop music oh my wife play. loves him oh I hate that guy I just can't stand it because like I can tell she listens to more modern country because it's it's almost yeah more poppy more rock than anything yeah so I was like country is definitely supposed to be like a old west like hick type feeling to it and that a lot of this new shit don't have it I was like what the fuck the country my dad used to listen to like Garth Brooks and stuff like that was definitely way different and it's okay to make pop music we're not saying it's bad to make pop music but it has to be good but you have to make good pop music yeah it has to be good and pop country is not good country music and it's not good pop music Right, it has to be good. Like, uh, you could be any artist in the world. You have to be good at making that genre. Because it's no uh, secret. Artists of all types have tried making different music. Because you get tired of doing the same thing. Like, Motley Crue. I love Motley Crue. But towards the 90s, after their break, music changed, like, drastically. It was no longer glam metal. It was heavy into, like, the Nirvana independent. You know, like, grunge and shit. They tried their hand at it with an album called Generation Swine. A lot of people hated it. It's considered one of their worst albums, but it's kind of got a following now. I like it a little bit, but I can listen to it and go, yeah, Miley Crew made a grunge album, and it's not good. Like, it's definitely not a good grunge. Grunge has to be done a certain way. The way they did it was not as good as Nirvana or any of the other guys. So that, yeah, like, it has to be done properly. You can't just do it. Like, oh yeah, no, that's that's good country right there and pop, but no, she loves Kane Brown. She likes Chase Rice. So she likes a lot of guys like Jason Aldean and stuff like that. Uh, see, Jason Aldean used to be really good. Now he's kind of just morphed into trash. More. <laughs> she always talks. So like, I'll ask her like, what's the difference between you and Austin? Like with country, she's like. Austin likes all that fucking fiddle and shit like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's real country. That's what though. fucking country music is. Yeah, I was like, that's what country music is, though. At least from my experience growing she up as a kid. She takes a tractor and other. 
I think that's a perfect highlight of what we what um, like Willie Nelson between her and me is Jason Aldean early Jason Aldean flyover states um, and there's flyover states and there's um, Amarillo Sky oh those are such great songs and now he's doing um, music that I don't even know the names of anymore because it's so garbage it didn't even reach my radar well I heard uh, a lot of people that I know that talk about Jason Aldean anyway they're like he's very mainstream now like he kind of caved into a newer they sold out yeah like a newer I wave hate, of music I can't say that I hate the term sold out it pisses me off well the, I used to be like that but the reason I don't like it now is because they kind of have to adapt because music changes every 10 years the thing is you can be popular and still make good country music Luke Combs is the most popular country music artist on the planet that's what she likes too and yeah. he makes phenomenal music Gonna go see him live in concert in October. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Cody Johnson is super popular now. Right. Makes great real country music. So it's possible. John Party, super popular. Makes really good country music. So you don't have to you don't have to make trash to be popular. Yeah, that's true. You could be like And people who got into this, people who got into this, um, to make pop country fusion and do it well, I can respect Darius Rucker. I can respect Hootie. Yeah, she likes him too. He came in, he said, I'm not going to make traditional country music. I'm going to get country, pop, rock mix. And he does it good. He makes really good music. So let's see. I've been, uh, I've been actually listening to Alice Cooper because... I don't know. I've been going on this really weird, like, uh, rock and roll, glam metal, uh, rabbit hole, or phase, whatever. But I really got into it because I saw that Alice Cooper was coming to town in October, and I called my mom immediately, like, oh my god, do you want to go, even though he's, like, 76? Like, because my mom loved Alice Cooper, and I did, too, growing up, because I would listen to it with her. And so I went back, and I was listening, and I was like, oh my god, I feel like such a moron. I did not know. This is how uneducated I am. I did not know that Alice Cooper, when he started, he was in a band that was called Alice Cooper, but he had legally changed his name to Alice Cooper so that he could carry it on in his solo career when the band folded. Because some of his best music is when he was part of the band Alice Cooper. Like, School's Out, No More Mr. Nice Guy, shit like that. But, I didn't know that, and I didn't know that his career took like a downturn in the early to mid-80s because he was still doing, like, shit that was basically far behind in the 70s. And he didn't get popular until uh, an album he did, uh, I think it's called Trash. If I remember correctly, it's called Trash. There's a song on there called Poison. That's one of his most popular songs. That one I remember listening with my mom because Alice Cooper's been around forever. Apparently, he's still making music. I didn't know that either. Or alive. But, (laughs) like... My favorite song he's somehow by... somehow older than Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, dude. He still makes music. Like, it's actually good, too. Some of it's like a... Like, Alice Cooper's known for being controversial, which, by today's terms, he's very PG. He's not like Marilyn Manson. Right. You know, shit like that. But what I learned the other day, too, is I was listening to the song Welcome to My Nightmare from the album of the same name. What I also didn't know about that, because I was listening to it, and I was like, whoa, this song's really weird. It's very dark. There's songs on that album about, like, cannibalism and shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck? This came out in, like, the late 70s. It's really weird. And I looked it up because I was like, I want to know what the fuck is all this. Come to find out, the album is about a young boy named Steven. And each song is about all of his nightmares. And I was like, what the fuck? That was a mind blown right there, dude. I did not know that. That's really weird to me. But I've been listening to that. Um... (laughs) Unfortunately, we have hit the end of the road, as I always say, when we hit that time crunch there. Um, if you guys like what you heard here, you want to hear us talk more about farming and all the bullshit that's going on in this country, as we usually do, you can check us out at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. I'm Tony here with my ever-so-loving friend Austin, my buddy. Austin, sir, I'll see you on the next one. Adios.